0: We're going to look the word up in the in the Greek, uh, Hebrew concordance. You all right? Oh, he's just going to, he's going to be on here. Okay. Oh, OK. We, we can look, we're going to look it up in the Hebrew concordance. But one thing I want us to take with us is that we're going to look at these passages, hopefully, carefully, and um, I just want to present an argument, whether people agree or disagree, whether right or wrong. But the Almighty will be represented as life all all the time. He's represented as life. And I've come to understand or believe that life can't be objectified. You can't objectify life. As soon as you make an object of life, it sort of become, you know, you make an image of something. And that image is dead, if you will. (coughs) Something different about the image of God That the Bible is going to reveal to us And it also reveals Not just the image of God alone But it's something associated with the image of God And we're going to read it here in Genesis chapter 1 First before I comment on it Genesis 1 and verse 26
1: And God said And
0: And God said
1: Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Okay, now verse 27 reads, so God created man in his own image Mm -hmm. and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them.
0: Now, if you look the word image up, it would be 6754 in the Hebrew. I don't have the Hebrew name. I didn't write the Hebrew name down. But it means resemblance. In fact, it also carries other definitions of illusion or phantom. Signifying there's nothing concrete. Like if you make a graven image, the word image often isn't used in the Hebrew, but it just says graven. And we're talking about something concrete or carved. But when we're talking about the image of God here, we're talking about a resemblance. Now, a resemblance isn't always concrete, right? uh, To resemble someone isn't always physical. Sometimes actions can resemble, you know, someone. So when we're looking at the image of God, it is looking at man. He will create man to resemble him. But notice what's associated with it. I will give them or let them have what? Dominion. Rule or dominion. Now, to have dominion over the earth and everything that he created. To have dominion and to rule it and to dress it, keep it. And take care of it. Now I want to go into Exodus chapter 19. So he making man after his own image. So if you make a statue of a man. Are you making an image of God? No. You really not. Because it's an important component to man. that in in man's totality makes up the image of God. So it's not just the physical outward appearance of man. It is also the life of man. Now to make man after his image to have dominion, this presupposes life. Mm. You 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 can't have dominion over nothing if you don't have no life. You can't do nothing if you don't have life. So this presupposes life. And notice what he says in Exodus chapter 19. Keep this in mind. Dominion. Now, when we're going to learn the life isn't just being conscious. You have a lot of things that's conscious. You know what I mean? Everything that lives is conscious to a certain degree. But this life isn't just a being conscious, but this life also entails... The consciousness of the individual. A higher consciousness we have come to learn to talk about. Now, if we, under, if we look at what he's presenting, how he presents himself, notice the creator in Exodus 19 and verse 9.
1: And the Lord said unto Moses, Lo, I come unto thee in a thick cloud that the people may hear when I speak with thee and believe thee forever. Notice this.
0: I come unto thee in a thick cloud that the people may what? Hear. Keep that in mind. Hear. Hearing presupposes speech. A voice. A voice presupposes life. A life. So what we see, I'm coming in a thick cloud and only thing that they will behold of me or perceive of me is a voice. Now notice, go ahead and continue.
1: And Moses told the words of the people unto the Lord.
0: Uh Uh-huh, verse 18. So he said he's coming in a cloud. Now he's descending upon Mount Sinai.
1: And Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke, because the Lord descended upon it in fire. Uh-huh. And the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. Yes. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and God answered him by a voice.
0: By a voice. A word. A word. This is
1: interesting. I'm beginning to see how
0: they using this. When we look into the text, when we're dealing with this word and how the creator reveals himself by a word. It is the word. See, if you're talking about something invisible, if you're talking about something that isn't necessarily an object, you will reveal, he's revealing himself through word. Now they say he's veiled in a cloud, so you don't see nothing but a cloud, but what do you perceive? A word. And when you're looking at man made in God's image, it's some things to this. And I believe what it is dealing with is the life of man because we're going to learn every man will not, it will be revealed every man will not be in God's image according to the Bible. Or should I say that the Bible teaches that God will despise some men's image? And we know he won't despise his own. He's not going to despise his own image. But it's written that he will despise some men's image. So when we're talking about the image of God, I, I definitely believe it has something to do with dominion. Okay? And uh, we I believe we could put this together as we go through this. We'll see at least. Now... A voice, he was revealed through a voice, a voice, voice presupposes life. He's an invisible God, but we know he's a living entity, if you will. Not objectified, but only heard, only heard. This is how he's revealing himself, by a voice. Now, that was verse 19 you read, and then as the trumpet got louder and louder, he Answered by a voice. Now we go to Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4. I think you're getting something. And when we get to Deuteronomy chapter 4, I would like to start at verse 12. So we have a life. a a life, a living entity. And it is by no mistake, this is also what separates the Almighty from all of the different idols that is made from statues and everything else, images of wood and stone. We often hear how they sanctify the God of Israel by signifying life. And it's interesting to me how this ties in, or at least appeared to tie it in with, with, with man and man's life. Now look. Deuteronomy 4 and 12 reads.
1: And the Lord spake unto you out of the midst of the fire. Uh-huh. Ye he heard the voice of the words. But saw no similitude.
0: That's right. You heard the voice of the words. You have heard a word, but you see no similitude. A voice, the Creator, being revealed in a voice. Continue to read.
1: Only He heard a voice, and He declared unto you His covenant, which He commanded you to perform, even Ten Commandments, and He wrote them upon two tables of stone.
0: Now the voice wants you to resemble Him. He's making. Man to resemble him. Right? So this voice. I am under the impression. He's giving you oracles or words. To follow. To resemble him. To be made in his image. Not necessarily physically per se. But it is the voice. That. Is giving us words that will cause us to live a certain life. And if you don't live that certain life, not just of being conscious or aware, but a consciousness, then you actually are considered dead to a certain extent. You know, you consider dead. But when you have this higher consciousness, which is specified in the Bible as a certain life, you actually become technically a living word. Right now, what Paul said, you are our epistles. You know, everything we wrote down and instructed, that's what you are doing. You can't necessarily objectify it, though, but it's the life you live, you and I live, which makes the world of a difference. But, the, but that life is the life in which will f- the creator will find fit to have dominion right over the world thus I will argue fulfilling making man is in his image to have dominion but you have to have a certain life to resemble him to have dominion and it's it's, it's it's something well not really i mean the almighty is just in what he's doing and that says a lot about how men ought to resemble a force of what's just and right and true now look he said you didn't see no similitude you only heard a voice verse 13 and he declared unto you a covenant and commanded to perform these commandments that he wrote upon two tables of stone, right? Continue.
1: And the Lord commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and judgments, yes, that ye might do them in a the land where you go over to possess it.
0: You see, that that ye may do them. See, when you're doing them, you are living a specific life which will resemble. The God of heaven. When we do them, that's the life. That's why, no, you you can't, it's not about God will not be realized in a statue. He couldn't be, he will only be realized in what we do. So, therefore, this and this this right here presupposes a life, a certain life, and what we do. That's how the living God is actually realized. As soon as we turn him into an object, then he actually ceased from being a God of Israel. Because what actually makes the God of Israel? What makes him? We look, at, look at all the things we say make him. Love, right? Justice. This is what he said he, this is what he is. God is love. So you can't objectify yeah. it. But love is only realized in life. That's right. You know, this is interesting of the, you know, we definitely don't do the God of Israel justice when we holding up these images, whether they white or black or anything else and saying that's him. That's an abomination because even if we say that's him, that actually stops us from fulfilling to the, I've seen what has played out in the world. You see this image of God and you have objectified God or even if you objectify him in our, in our minds. Then we actually, when we just objectify God in our minds, we separate ourselves in a sense and turn him into an object. But when we believe that God will be seen and we understand that God, in order for him to be realized in what we do, it demands us to live a certain life. We, we no longer just, we can't just objectify him. We have to live a certain life in order for him to be seen. In order for him to even be seen and realized in our mind, we have to understand about a certain life. But when it comes down to the Greek teachings, we often fall into objectifying. He's a a man. He's this. He's that. I'm not going to do a study on Romans today, but Romans is very interesting. I had to leave that one alone. I only want to take a verse out of that one because that right there was very interesting to me when he was talking about, you know, in the book of Romans chapter one, he said the Gentiles, first he argued didn't know God in, in a certain particular text, right? But then in the beginning, he argued though in Romans that the God had revealed himself and that he was known to them, remember? That? Yep. And well, how, were, how did they actually know him? How he didn't retain it. And, it? and they didn't retain it. What happened? Well, at least from the angle I'm looking at it now, it reminds me of early civilizations. When men conducted themselves, like Paul was explaining, morally correct. you know, if you look at the early Greek civilizations, they all lived together, where they, they shared things. They respected one another's uh, uh, families. They didn't run around committing adultery or murdering one another. You find in ancient societies all of these primitive, what they would call primitive social networks. And those social networks, if you're looking at what it means to know God or to see or the image of God, you will actually see Him in them little social networks. And by consciousness sake, they knew they should go around taking one thing from one another they knew that if you look at early history i was surprised because you think the romans were just always just bad you know it's they, terrible people but no early roman society before they turned it to an empire it was primitive like a primitive communist society it was the same thing in greece and that's as who paul was pretty much making reference to in rome that greco-roman civilization and eventually because of materialism and because of the increase of empire they actually did turn God into objects and everything else fell out. It's an interesting study that Romans, the first chapter, but this is sort of like a prelude to it. You know, let us look and understand this image of God. God is making man his image to have dominion. In other words, you got to be made in my image to have all of this earth run correctly. That means there's a certain life you must have. You just can't objectify me and think that you're going to put me up on a panel. No, I am living. I am much more than that. And in fact, I got to become a part of you and you got to become a part of me. This is, this is extraordinary. I I mean, I I just can't, you know, you say something that is just so marvelous that what in the world is he presenting here? Unlike any other God, so-called. So look, brothers and sisters, he said he made him known. He had these commandments. He wrote on two tables of stone. He gave Moses these commandments to teach us that we may do them. Signifying a life of action, a life to do, to perform, in this land where we're going over to possess it. And to to possess it. And verse 15, he shows you the importance of it. What did he say in verse 15?
1: Take ye therefore good heed
0: unto yourselves. You see what he's saying? Take good heed unto yourselves. Be diligent. Notice this.
1: For he saw no manner of similar to on the day that the Lord spake unto you in Horeb out of the midst of the fire. Mm -hmm.
0: You saw no similar to you only heard a voice. So therefore, you honoring God, you have to obey the voice. Not meat and drink you putting around a statue. Not none of that. In order to honor the creator, you have to obey the voice because that's all you got. Go ahead and continue.
1: Lest ye corrupt yourselves and make you a graven image the similitude of any figure the likeness of male or female mm-hmm. the likeness of any beast that is on the earth go ahead the likeness of any winged fowl that flyeth in the air
0: don't make no likeness of any, any of these things and don't even raise one of them up because it's everything he's naming as well you can't make any images of them and then these, all of these creatures he's named are actually also carries a lower consciousness. They're conscious, they're awake, but they, ha- they don't have the same consciousness in the will of man that man has. Okay, man have a higher intellect. Go ahead and continue. Verse 18,
1: the likeness of anything that creepeth on the ground, The likeness of any fish that is in the waters beneath the
0: earth. All right. So he's saying, look at here. Don't set up any images or any likenesses of anything because he will not be realizing that. Do not corrupt yourselves because the important part right now, the most high is instructing the people in order to have dominion in the land is what? What's important? The word, the oracle. It's the word. That's all you presented with at the moment. It's the word. That's what you have to see. God is the word to show the God of Israel. It is the word. Any other nation is going to see the God of heaven. Every other nation and the heathen, they broke into the temples and seen statues, statues, images. But if you wanted to see the God of Israel, he will only be seen in the obedience in the word. That means he can't be seen in anything dead. You walk and see these images it's dead. It's, you, know, it's, you know what I mean? It's not moving. It's, 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 and that's, that's what they always accuse the images of, aren't they? We're going to read it briefly. I started to wonder, well, why every time we talk about these images, they always saying what they don't do. They can't move. Why not just say the image? No, they got to specify something. Because what they say, a juxtaposition or a contrast or a comparison. No, you comparing to the God of Israel. What are they signifying? No, one got life. One don't. Mm-hmm. Now look, that life is very important because it's in this life in which everything moves, everything rolls, everything stays in harmony, everything brings health, everything brings strength, joy, love. It's in this life. So look, he says in verse 33.
1: Did ever people hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire as thou hast heard and lived?
0: Have anyone ever heard the voice of God speaking? All this emphasis on the voice. Go ahead and continue. And live? Have anyone heard it and live? Go ahead.
1: Or have God a say to go and take him a nation from the midst of another nation by temptations, by signs, and by wonders, and by war, and by a mighty hand, and by a stretched out arm, and by great terrors, according to all that the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your eyes.
0: He did all this of Egypt before our eyes to, to, to do what in verse thirty six, that we may what? Hear his voice.
1: Notice verse thirty-six. Out of heaven he made thee to hear his voice. Uh-huh. That he might instruct thee.
0: That he might instruct. Go ahead.
1: And upon earth he showed thee his great fire, and thou heardest his words out of the midst of the fire.
0: He's heard his words. Now look, his words, keep, notice now the words presuppose life. I just want to hit a couple of texts real quick. Let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 16 to show you what I mean. And when we're talking about life, we're just not talking about a consciousness. We're just not talking about the being being aware, you know. Just like you can have a living animal as your deity. That animal is conscious. It's aware. But we know it's not the creator. But it's just not that the animal isn't the creator. It isn't just the fact that the animal um, is conscious and aware of things. No, no, no. It's something else that comes with the awareness of the creator. It's something about his life. The essence of the God of heaven is something about that that he, re- he has revealed to man. To make man in his image. And this is the image we ought to pursue. And we, God willing, we will view this before we close out. Matthew 16, verse 16. Matthew 16. And verse 16, we are looking at how it is stressed that Yahweh or Yehoah, the living Elohim, that is what he's considered, the living. And we're going to find out it's just not him just being conscious because he made man in his image. Man is alive. God is alive. And we're going to find out, no, the creator said, I'm taking it a step beyond that too in order for you to resemble me. Because we're going to read before we close out here that God will look at it upon the image of some men and despise it. And and whether you know it or not, a lot of this have to do, if not all of it, have to do with dominion. See, this is very important. Like when we're talking about social science, this is important. It takes time for this view to really assimilate into or to get acclimated into the mind or absorbed if you're not used to bringing these two uh, subjects together, social sciences and the God of Israel, if you're not used to bringing them together, it's, it's almost foreign to bring them together. But when you start to bring them together, I believe it starts to show us and examine the relationship between the word of God and holiness and his commandments. For example, when we think of holiness, we can think of a lot of r- ritual, Right? But then something, let's say the holiness of the Sabbath day, the holiness in it also is simply, if you will, if you want to call it simple, simple, is the rest of man. His rest, his ceasing, his leisure from toil. Why is that important to the creator? In this world, that's really not work, 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 just work. But rest and leisure is holiness. Of course, rest and leisure, not alone, like we were going through the law reading. What causes the problem in Egypt? Moses just demanded. We just want some rest. That's what we want. We're going out to rest and have leisure and celebrate. Leisure, the rest, the rest of the earth. Why do the earth rest? Why is it important to let the earth rest? How do leisure and rest play into our life and health to have dominion, to live, to resemble the creator. Because when you let the earth rest, and you let the food let everything rest, and you don't keep robbing the earth of resources, you let it rest a whole year, for example, then you are filling it with nutrients as it decomposes. You don't muzzle the eyes while he treads the corn. When he drop his dung, he add nutrients to the earth which in turn bring forth vegetation. Which add nutrients to you. Which give you strength. Which give you sound mind. Because food is directly connected with behavior. But there's holiness. Holiness. Not just all of the rituals. Holiness. And therefore I believe that when we start to put this stuff together. What the creator is creating. Um, I believe we can start to. at least. It appears we could begin to understand what he even means by holiness. We're just not off in the sky all the time. So, verse 16 reads in Matthew chapter 16, verse 16.
1: And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God.
0: Now he asked them after a while, he said, Look here. I hear a lot of talk in the land. And some people saying this, and some people saying that. Some people saying I'm Jeremiah. No, he asked, "Man, who men? Who do men say that I am?" Some saying you Jeremiah, some saying Elijah. He said, "Well, who do you say that I am?" He said, "You are the son of what? You see, they see the living one, though. That's important because there is a certain life that actually makes him the son of the living God. When we talk about the son of the living God, I I begin to be persuaded even more and more. you, you, you know you could recognize something at one time, but even more and more you're more convinced. The son of the living God is just another way of saying the image of God. You are the son of, You are the image of the living God. But we're just not talking about like a physical image. Adam had a son. He named him uh, Seth. They said Seth was made in the image of God. Well, wasn't all Adam's sons at the end of the day? When you say all of his sons made in the image? No. No, all of them didn't resemble him. When we're talking about resembling, we're not necessarily talking about facial features. So look at here. You are the son of the living God. Flip right over, Matthew 22. I just want to show you how it's used all the time or quite often. Matthew chapter 22, the living God, specifying the living God. And we're going to learn, we're not just talking about a consciousness or just being aware or vital. It's something else to it. Not just because an ant is movable. Ant is aware. Verse 20, uh, Matthew chapter 22, verse 32. I am the God of Abraham. Because he was touching on the resurrection of the dead. And now the Messiah is explaining something. He said, the God of heaven said, I am the God of Abraham.
1: And the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Go ahead. God is not the God of the dead, but of the
0: living. He is the God of the living, specifying the living, specifying the living. I believe that the Bible is going to bring us into more of an understanding on even living. This living that he's talking about is this life that even man shall obtain to a life, but you could only get it by the word it can only be activated by or received by the word now so we're talking about this living God right let's try a book of Hebrews too. that's Matthew uh, testimony of it to show you that this thing this, this same point I don't think they're just mentioning it in passing man made in God image yes He's made in, after God's resemblance. But is he just made in God's resemblance because what is this image he's talking about? He's just made in God's image because he resembled God because God really, you know, got a face like a man and arms and legs or because he's just conscious. No, no, it's more than that because it takes more than that to have dominion. He made man in his image. And after he was made in his image, I believe is directly connected to let him have dominion. Of this creation and when we talk about let him have the meaning of creation we're just not talking about rule and tyranny we just stop there we invest in intricate it becomes even more marvelous of what it means to rule and what it takes to rule Hebrews chapter 9 and in Hebrews chapter 9 notice this what did Jesus of Nazareth do and Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14.
1: How much more shall the blood of Christ...
0: The blood of Christ, which signifies his life. We have other teachings on it, but I want you to understand this and put this together. The blood of Christ, which signifies the life of Christ.
1: Continue. Who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God.
0: Wait a minute. So therefore, just because you live living. Just because you're conscious. But your conscience. Are leading you to dead activities. You're not serving the living God. And guess what? You're not even in his image. You're not in his image. These actions you're doing. Are actions that leads to death. He's the God of the living. But once the consciousness. Or the conscience. Have been purged this will put us on the road to serve this life, once the change conscience takes place it develops in us a certain life that leads us into serving the living God y'all, y'all understand what I'm saying? I was pretty much talking in circles no. so far I'm fine with it we here? Okay. specifying a living God specifying a purging of the conscience right? Now go back to 2 Corinthians chapter three. This thing is more than just you know. How people say, "Well, you know, God is a black man." Look, no. <laughs> Tell you the truth, I'm not even sure if I want God to be a black man. Tell you the truth. He get rejected. Yeah, black seen. black man suspect man. Mm-hmm. Here come God. Here he, he comes. He gonna shoot me. Here he comes. Go. God gon' shoot me. No, this 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 being we talking about is all powerful. All powerful. And he only sent forth a word to human beings. And this word signifies a life and a specific life. And it's this word. This is the vehicle. The word is the vehicle to bring us into the life of God to resemble him. This is the vehicle to do it. Therefore, don't get distracted. Don't make any images of me. Because soon as I become an image, I cease to be. Soon as you objectify God, he ceases to be. And you. In you, yep, yep. He ceases to be; he actually become idolized. No more living action, because you have objectified him. But when you see him in living activity, that's how he's seen. That's how he's seen in living activity, actions that you may do the commandments I have given you. Take heed, diligent heed, that you may do the commandment. Now look. Second Corinthians chapter three. Let me make man, let us make man in our image that they may have dominion. See, they got something to do. And when you see Mount Sinai, you see an example of the creator creating man to have dominion. Sometimes we don't put that together with Genesis. What do you think he was raising Israel up to do? To have dominion. That's why he told Abraham, I'm gonna raise up your children and bring them out of the land of Egypt to have dominion. I am raising them up to have dominion. And they're gonna teach the rest of the people how to have dominion. They're gonna teach the rest of the people to resemble me. And when you resemble me and have dominion, there shall be unity. Not a hierarchy, but a unity. In activity among men, which shall bring forth a paradise on this planet. Can't be objectified. Shouldn't be. Can't be. Second Corinthians chapter 3, what verse 3 says.
1: For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us.
0: In fact, notice this you are manifested to be the letter of Christ written, he said, written by us. You see how he's talking about these people are a living word. They are a living oracle. Go ahead.
1: Written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God. Uh Uh-huh. Not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart.
0: That's right. Not in tables of stone, but with the spirit or with the life of the spirit. As some say, ruach or life or spirit of the living God. That is how you have become We live in epistle. Now this is important to receive the spirit. How do we receive the spirit? By being obedient. So when we say being obedient to the laws, do you know if you don't diligently do what he says, meditate in his laws day and night. He say, think upon him when you walk by the way, when you lie down at night. Think on him, rehearse it all the time, how you conducting yourself around your brothers and sisters. Don't you know if you every time we vary from that, if we bring in a spirit of discord, if we bring in a spirit of lustfulness, if we bring in a spirit of anything that could break this down, following after our flesh, we hinder this process, this creative process of being made in God's image. And some people will be hindered so that they will never ever be made in this image. You finished that verse? Spirit of the living God. Now let me show you why we're talking about this spirit of the living God. I want to show you briefly. Let's go to the book of Isaiah chapter 40. Now the goal of the living God is to make man in his image for them to have dominion over this creation. To bring forth a paradise. To bring forth a life of peace. To bring forth a world of peace, a utopia. This can only be performed by abiding in his oracle, his word. Do we know how this creative process takes place? I don't. Just like I do not know how you could put a seed in the ground, you could put a seed in the ground. And it'll come out some sort of a plant. I know if I put it in the ground. I know if I water it. I know what'll happen. But I don't know how it's happening. What are the components in the soil that cause this thing to sprout and bring forth from something that was dormant to activate it? I I, I don't know that. And many of us do not know. That's why he's saying to be obedient. We do not understand the activating process of the spirit of God in the mind how it works in the mind because we don't understand the mind who say they do science don't they still trying to figure it out who can even examine and understand consciousness itself you can't what is it what is thought what is that process you can't It's, it's, it's beyond your grasp but it very well may be revealed as the Messiah or as the creator brings us more into our fullness and even into immortality. Why am I saying this? Because in Isaiah chapter 40, you cannot obtain it through this. Isaiah chapter 40. Now, if you begin to begin to create God into an image or you begin to fall and corrupt yourself by images, you're going to be thrown off the path. Uh, Isaiah 40 and verse 19. Isaiah 40 and 19.
1: The workman melted a graven image.
0: The workman melted a graven image.
1: And the goldsmith spread it over with gold. Uh Uh-huh. And cast the silver chains.
0: And cast silver chains. Go ahead.
1: He that is so impoverished that he have no oblation chooses a tree Uh that will not rot. Go ahead. He seeketh unto him a cunning workman to prepare a graven image that shall not be moved.
0: Notice what it's signifying. You're going to make a tree that will not rot. You're going to cut it down. He that is so impoverished will take a tree. But I want you to notice that what they're specifically bringing out about the tree is that what? It shall not be moved. It shall not be moved. Now notice what he's saying. He's cutting it out of the tree, right? That was verse 20. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to show you something because often we go here and we think of a Christmas tree. But Jeremiah not talking about a necessary Christmas tree. Notice what he done grabbed in here in Isaiah. He's melting down. The goldsmith spread it it over with gold. He melted the graven image. The goldsmith spread it over with gold and cast his silver chains. He that is so impoverished that he have no oblation chooses a tree that will not rot. So he's taking the tree out of the forest. Then what does he do with the tree out of the forest? He takes it to a cunning craftsman to prepare a graven image that shall not be moved. Go to Jeremiah chapter 10. Jeremiah chapter 10. And in Jeremiah chapter 10, he began to talk about the same thing. Verse 3:
1: For the customs of the people are vain.
0: Talking about the heathens, for their customs are vain.
1: For one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. Yes, sir. They deck it with silver and with gold. Wait a minute, you done
0: cut the tree down. Even a life that was in the tree being eliminated, ain't You You done cut the sucker down. And you actually gonna take the dead part. Because Job even tell you the stock that's left, the trunk that's left still could be revitalized. So you about to, you about to take that dead part. Lord have mercy. And then what you gonna do with it?
1: Silver and gold you're gonna
0: deck it with silver and gold uh-huh
1: they fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not and
0: they're gonna fasten it and gonna bind it and it will not move go ahead
1: they are upright as the palm tree
0: meaning they stand upright. you make a statue stand upright, like the dagger in a statue you can make it to stand up we're not necessarily talking about no christmas tree the workman carving it and overlaying it with gold go ahead and read
1: but seek not
0: what they don't do, they don't speak. You notice what he bringing? They have no voice. They have no life. The Bible specifies when we're talking about these deities, they have no life. They have no voice. They cannot lead you into paradise. They cannot teach you how to have dominion. They cannot bring life to you. They're dead and their doctrines are vain and dead. They have no voice. Go ahead.
1: They must needs be born because they cannot go. You
0: got to pick them up. Go ahead. Because they can't go nowhere on their own.
1: Be not afraid of them for they cannot do evil. Neither also is it in them to do good.
0: They're dead. They can do nothing. Now, when you compare them to God, what do we have? For as much as there is none like unto thee, O Yehoah. Continue to read. Thou art what?
1: Thou art great. Yes, sir. And thy name is great and mighty.
0: And what else about Jehovah? Do we are we going to bring in dominion? Oh, or who would not fear thee? What? O oh, King of Nations. O oh, King of Nations. Who would not fear thee? Who have dominion? So when we're being made in the image of Jehovah, He is He has dominion. And when we're talking about the life. of, Of the graven image, there is no life there. But when we're looking at Yehovah, he's signifying the creator to have life and dominion. To have life and dominion. And he's making man to do the same thing, to have life and dominion. But the imperative is the word, which these things don't have. It's the word. This is what's sanctifying him. It's the word. It's a special word. And we're going to close out shortly to show you what I mean by that. What verse did you finish? That's
1: seven. Go ahead and finish 7. For to thee does it appertain. For thee does it appertain. For as much as among all the wise men of the nations and in all their kingdoms, there is none like unto thee. There is none
0: like unto thee. And if you will, um, read verse 10.
1: But the Lord is a true God. But the Lord is the true Elohim. He is the living God. You
0: see that? Signifying life. It's it's not on purpose or it's not by mistake that they keep signifying this. He is the one that has dominion. He is the one that has life and an everlasting what?
1: And an everlasting king.
0: Life and dominion. Continue.
1: At his wrath, the earth shall tremble. And the nation shall not be able to abide his indignation. All
0: right. Now, let's go look at this. Let's go to St. John chapter 1. Let's see what we're going to bring into play. There's none like thee. There's none that live like thee. Now, notice how the Bible or John is going to expound on the life. Remember, this life, I would argue, is associated with dominion. Ain't nothing just, I'm going to make man conscious now. And since you are conscious and you could breathe and walk and talk and you're mobile and you're, uh, what do they call it, uh, um, uh, animated, that don't qualify you to have dominion do it. You got babies born all the time who animated, they can move and talk. and That don't qualify them to have dominion over nothing. but they have the one part one necessary element is consciousness they are con- they are conscious they're aware but it's not only that it must move forward to the totality of what god is making the fullness now look john chapter 1 st john chapter 1 verse 1 reads what notice the impar- or the important part he's bringing to the table he don't want we we can't lose sight of it he's laying the groundwork John chapter 1, verse 1, meaning Saint John. What do you see?
1: In the beginning was the Word. In the
0: beginning was what? The Word. I thought it was God. It is God. He's an invisible God. But the important part is what? The Word. Signifying, presupposing a life. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was what?
1: And the Word was with God. The
0: Word was with God?
1: And the word was God. Now what
0: in the world is that? Now words cannot be, I mean, you could write, you know, characters to as a symbol of a word. But technically, Jesus of Nazareth said words are what? Spirit. Spirit. You technically ain't can't always, you know, you know what I'm saying? Say to you, you gotta say something? Oh. They are spirit. The word. Sound. Signifying life Last time you heard a word coming out of somebody Who ain't got no life You don't You don't hear nothing But what silence Statue what he can't even say nothing In fact he can't even move That's what they say right this is their argument Who is like unto thee So the beginning was the word the word was with God and The word was God continue to read verse 2
1: The same was in the beginning with God
0: And, and we understand There's got to be more to it because we're just not talking about any word The same was in the beginning with God.
1: Verse three. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made.
0: Now, look here. This is is interesting. Verse four. In him was life. In who? Messiah. In him was what? Life. But life presupposes word. You got to have life in order to have word. In him was life. And not only in him was life, he is called the word. The invisible God objectified through what? Life and word. Not an object. Life and word. Soon as you take him away from that, that's not the God of Jacob. God of Jacob living. Is it just any life and word? Because you had a Pharisees who had life and words. No, no, this is something different. In him was life. And what about that life?
1: And the life was the light of men. Lord have mercy. And that life was the
0: light of men. That life was the light of men. Verse 12.
1: But as many as received him.
0: As many as receive him.
1: To them gave he power to become the sons of God.
0: To them he gave power to be made in the image of God. They say, but brothers, you didn't say that, to be made the sons of God. No, no. He's talking about to be made in the image of God. I'm talking about the image in totality, the complete image, the express image, not the fetal part. Because you can say in the beginning stage, every, every, every human being, God, you, know, you, you, you know, you have this form of God. But you have to grow to the fullness of the resemblance and image of God. Well, brother, it didn't say all that. And you know, the Bible do say that. And is revealed through Jesus of Nazareth how is, this is explained. So right now we're finding through Jesus of Nazareth we have what word, which presupposes life in Him. He is the Word because in Him is life. So therefore, through His life, this pre and Word, He gave men also power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. Is that what the Bible say? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then he says in verse 13, Which
1: were born.
0: Wait a minute. Those who, those who became the sons of God, they were born. These men were born by what? Not of what?
1: Not of blood. Uh-huh. Nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God.
0: So who's making man? Who's making this man? God. God is. Then he said, I'm gonna make man after my image and after my likeness. Yeah. To have dominion. See, angels ain't talking about anybody. Now we talking, now we seeing it. We're seeing a second Adam. Going about it the right way here. What presupposes your dominion? Life. That life brings forth word. And maybe we can start to narrow it down on what this word is. Now, this life was the light of men. What he did, his life. Not just him being aware now, because everybody was aware in that day. He lived like everybody else lived on a primitive level, meaning just being alive. But it was something that separated him from everybody else. Look what he says in the book of Luke chapter 4. See, when I began, it was a teacher, I tell you, out of South America. I mean... Words can't express on the respect That I got for this elder He had brought to my Attention through reading his literature Truly and the more you study and read It just makes more and more sense God is realized through The activity of the creation That's how he's seen That is how he's seen now, if we look at Jesus of Nazareth in Luke chapter 4, verse 16, he is going to begin to explain something to them. As long as you put God on the shelf, as long as he's just objectified in the mind, when we don't act upon him or his word, then we actually, what well, I mean, what are we doing now? we say we have an object or a thought of him in our mind or we may have a picture of him but we we don't act upon the word we deny him him. how can he be seen how can he be seen to others look Luke chapter 4 and whoever you have in your mind Understand. Whatever object you have on your mantle, whatever object you have in your mind, and you're not doing the word, then you become an adulterer, an idolater. It is very important. When you say do these words, man, Lord have mercy. That's what we say, mercy is needed. When David cried for mercy, yeah, mercy is needed. Mercy is needed. You say, you know, you had the people who, as you study and read. Whether I'm right or wrong. I mean, it's just some things I'm just sharing again. It's another week. I'm just sharing again some studies that I'm going through. But, you know, when you look at it and you start to study and you really consider, cause it, it, it was, it's just been, like just been like that through the path, my path. In the very beginnings, you get this new thing about the laws of God. And it's so contrary to the life you used to. It's so obscure and you don't know no one else in your life who's doing it. And it's like, could this really? No. Because we say everybody can't be wrong. Because in our world, that's everybody's all who we know. You know, so we say everybody can't be wrong. And this don't get a lot of play. Questions like, you know. This word of God, well, is it really saying this? The more you read, the more you study it, oh my goodness, you find out, Lord have mercy. You find out how far you have gone away, like when them brothers broke into the temple and you seen, says no one is doing, it. it's a testimony. That's right, no one's doing it. That's why when them brothers broke in the, uh, seen the book of the law after the, tabern- after the temple was destroyed, they seen it, they tore their clothes up. They tore their clothes up because they have gone so far away. When oh, I, be, I, I become shame years thinking of just even trying to objectify the God of Israel apart from the activity of his word. No. We can't do it that way. So he says, in Luke 16, what happens now? Now we are reading about who? The one that has life. And we're reading about the one that has word. He is called the word. So therefore, therefore, it said in him is life. And this life is the light of men. So we have to look beyond just him being aware because everybody in the room he talking to had that life. Now we have to see what separated him. What was the fullness of the life that will cause him to be created in God's image or called the Son of God? And look what he says. Watch this. Verse 16, Luke 4 and 16.
1: And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. Uh-huh. And as his custom was. He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for it to read. Go ahead. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah, the book of the prophet Isaiah or Esaias in Greek. Continue. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Uh-huh. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. The
0: spirit of the almighty is upon me. The
1: spirit is upon me. Uh-huh. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Now notice,
0: I want you to keep in mind now, because Paul expounded on this little this passage. He said, the spirit of the living God is upon him. Remember what Paul said about the spirit of the living God? What does the spirit of the living God do? It alters or changes the consciousness. Once the spirit of the living, so we're looking at the spirit of the living God is upon him. This is presupposing that the he had a higher or a
1: Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, Father, the hour is come. Yes, sir.
0: Glorify
1: thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. Go ahead. As thou hast given him power over all flesh.
0: You have given him power over all flesh.
1: That he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Yes, sir. And this is life eternal.
0: And this is life eternal.
1: That they might know thee.
0: That they might know thee.
1: The only true God. Go ahead. And Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Uh Uh-huh. I have glorified thee on earth. Yes, sir. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do.
0: I have done the works that you told me to do. Yes, sir. He has lived the life that you told him to live. That resembled the God of heaven, the God of justice, the God of peace, the God of the paradise. (sighs) He have lived that life and he's telling men to do the same thing. To be made in the image of God. We got three texts after this. Continue. Read down to verse 6 for me. Just read to verse 6.
1: And now, O Father, glorify thou me with Thine own self Uh with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Go ahead. Thine they were. And thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word.
0: He hath manifested his name, and that name declared was judgment, mercy, and truth. We have other scriptures to show you that. Now, we see that he did the works that the Father told him to do, correct? Yes. Yeah. Now, look what we find in the book of Hebrews. Starting at verse 1. Read, just read verses 1 through 4. Uh, Chapter 1, I'm sorry. We could find it in several other places, but I just want to go here for the
1: time. God, who has sun-dried times. Notice
0: carefully, the Creator, who has sun-dried times.
1: And in diverse manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Yes. Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things. Wait a minute, he
0: hath, notice this, his Son who he hath appointed, what? Heir. Are we bringing in domain again? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got this domain again. He have appointed him heir of all things, but it's a precondition actually. He got to be made in his image. The word of life. Notice this. He have appointed him heir of all things. Go ahead.
1: By whom also he made the world.
0: And by him, by what by the word signifying he is the word, the living word, by him he made all things. Go ahead.
1: Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins. Uh-huh. sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high.
0: Did, now he got dominion, don't he? Mm-hmm. Not only do we have dominion, what else do we have? Life. Life. And that life and dominion reveals to us that he is the express what? An image. Image. Of his person. And we, of his person. When you're talking about express image, you know what they mean? You know how it's described in Greek, express image? I mean exact likeness. likeness. But we're not talking about a physical look. We're talking about the dominion. We're talking about the life he lived. This is it. I want to put something out there before we go there. i want to add this in here real quick. Then we got two more. Go to St. John chapter 4. The express image. He said, let us make man after our image and our likeness. It is a life that the creator is talking about. A certain life. You cannot objectify it. You got to live it. You can't objectify it. St. John chapter 14, if you will, starting at verse 6. Notice this. Because the people had a problem with trying to objectify it. But he said he finished the works in which his father told him to do. Those works of judgment. Those works of mercy, those works of faith, like faith meaning a conviction of the truth. I know God got faith in his own words. He believed it to be. He know it to be. So when we talk about faith, judgment, and mercy, this is the foundation of the Messiah's teaching and all that he have done, all that he have did and stood for while he walked this earth, he summed it up with this.
1: St. John chapter 14 and verse 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life.
0: Then we got that life again. That life which is presupposing a word which they supposed to have been listening to. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am that life. That life of God. Go ahead and continue.
1: No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And
0: you can't... Uh, you See... Unless you do what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? It's not like he's blocking you. It's not like that. It's cause and result. Unless you do what I'm doing, you can't appear before the Father. Unless you do what I'm doing. That's in essence what he's saying. You have to do his works in order to obtain the unity or at one with the Father. Continue
1: if he had known me
0: if you had known what have known me
1: you should have known my father also and from his work ye know him and have seen him
0: wait a minute you did what you what did he say you did what what have you done with the father you've seen him well what did they exactly see was it works They saw the light, they saw the works that was performed from the word. Just like he revealed himself in the word to Moses and a covenant in that word that if they performed it, the world would see God. If you do it, the world will see me according to what God is saying. What verse you stop at? Go ahead and continue. Philip said unto
1: him, Lord, show us the Father.
0: You see how flesh is. No, show us. Who. We got to see some kind of image. We have to see some kind of object. So Philip asked again, well, show him to us. I must have missed it. Because <laughs> he said, you have seen him. Well, he said, well, show him to me. I, I had to miss this. And he did miss it. Notice what Yeshua was going to say. And it
1: suffices, suffices
0: us. And I'll be satisfied. Just show him to me. Go ahead.
1: Jesus said unto him. Uh-huh. Have I been so long time with How you? How long have I been with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? And you haven't known? He that has seen me have seen the Father. Have you
0: seen what I have been doing? Because God is realized in the activity. Then you would know you have seen the Father. He is the express image. Isn't that what he said in the book of Hebrews? The man we talking about now, we say, You see me, you seen the father. He's arguing, I am the express image of God. And we know now through the teachings of Jesus of Nazareth that in order for God to be seen and to understand this image of God, it is a work. That's why he said, Follow me, do what I'm doing. All that I hear, I do what my father has told me to do. I am the living word. I am the life. If you listen, listen to this word of life, then you will have life, and you will also become sons. And Paul argued the same thing. Let's go, if you will, to Romans chapter 8, and we got one more after this. How many times you read in the Bible? Paul say, put on Christ. Put on Christ. He said it in Romans. He said it in Ephesians. He said it in Colossians, put on Christ. Put on Christ. Purge yourself from dead works. Put on Christ. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. Romans chapter 8 verse 28.
1: Notice this. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Uh Uh-huh. To them who are the called according to his purpose.
0: According to his purpose. Uh Uh-huh. And we know that the God of heaven is the God of justice. That's his purpose. That's his call to create a utopia on this
1: earth. You can't
0: have a utopia on this earth without justice. Continue to read though.
1: For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Notice
0: how the Bible put this together. All those who are predestined and who have walked in the word, he have conformed them to be made what? In the image of who? His son. In the image image of the son is the express image of who? The father. You know, in so many words, he's just simply saying, he's creating you in an express image of the father. Mm -hmm. Finish that verse. Just read down to verse 30. Just continue to read until you get verse 30.
1: That he might be the firstborn among many brethren.
0: Oh, he's the firstborn of the sons of God, of those who's made in his image. Go
1: ahead. Moreover, Whom he did predestinate, them he also called.
0: Whoever he predestined, he also called by that word. Go ahead. And
1: whom he called. Whom he called. Them he also justified. Yes. And whom he justified, them he also glorified.
0: And whom he justified, he has also bring them into glory. Read verse 17, and then we're going to go to our last text. Go back up to verse 17. Look at the ones who we have glorified.
1: And if children...
0: If we are his children, predestined, whom have been called. If we are children, what? Then heirs. Wait a minute. So now we have found we will be made in the image of God through the word and a specific life. And from that word and that specific life, we are predestined to be in his image signified by the children of God. Mm -hmm. Image of the son, which is the express image. And not only will we be in the image of God. We're going right back to Genesis because we are also what? Heirs, he
1: said? Mm, yes.
0: Heirs of the dominion of the world. Just finish that, just 17, we done. Just finish 17.
1: Heirs of God. Uh huh. And joint heirs with Christ. Joint heirs. If so be that, if, we, that we suffer with him. Uh huh. That we may, may be also glorified
0: together. That we all may be glorified together to fulfill, let us make man in our image after our likeness. God cannot be objectified. This stuff has to play out through our actions. Not anything dead. Not anything dormant. It has to be realized through actions. And he put it in our mind. Don't corrupt yourself any other way. And this is on top of not only the creator being living in a specific life. But the specific life brings justice and judgment. And this is another part that men have forgot. And I want to show you the Opposite of this, this last text Psalm 73 And this is what the servants of God Must understand, this is what the servants of God know That's why he said Many many shall come on my name In that day saying I am Christ He said I never knew you, depart from me You workers of iniquity, and I began to believe That the workers of iniquity they, Their image had become despised Notice now the contrast. We see that the image of Christ was manifested through the works of Christ because he was the word in action. He was justice in action. The creator said, do this, implement this justice and do that. He did it. Freeing those who were bound. Helping the oppressed. Fighting for the oppressed. Same message throughout all the prophets. But anyhow, Psalms... Notice this Psalm 73. We're gonna conclude with this here Psalm 73 and 1.
1: Truly, God is good to Israel. Yes, He is, even to such as are of a clean heart,
0: even to such as have a good conscience.
1: But as for me, my feet were almost gone.
0: Wait a minute, I almost messed up now. You understand? You know, this is we all better take pay attention what David's saying now. Listen here, He is of such. Who are of a clean heart. Their consciousness of being purged. Your conscience better be purged. Because notice what he said next. But as for me. Man I almost slipped up. What are you talking about David? Or whoever the psalmist is. Asaph or whatever you want to say. As for me. My feet feet were almost gone. My
1: steps had well nigh what? Slipped. Well what happened? Notice verse 3. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked.
0: Now, what is this? I almost slipped because I envied the prosperity of the rich. That's their dominion. That's their dominion. I almost slipped. Slipped? Slipped from what? Wait a minute now. He said, wait a minute. That was verse three. Skip down to verse seven. I was... At the prosperity of the wicked. Almost slipped. Verse 7 reads what?
1: Their eyes stand out with fat.
0: Oh, they look good. The rich. They stand out because of all of what they have accumulated. They live fat. Uh Uh-huh.
1: They have more than heart could wish.
0: They got food. They got housing. They got everything. More than a man needs. They got it. And I envied it. Almost slipped. Mm. See, this is a total opposite of the spirit of Christ that's why he's saying man God is good to Israel even if such I have a clean heart see this clean heart that's, true Israel. that's the true Israel it's that clean heart that is the true one will have power with God and man it's that clean heart that will not get absorbed into what presupposes all of the deeds of the wicked that brought prosperity that brought fatness That brought more than a man can wish. You got to realize what that presupposes. And what we face today. And what the nations and the people of the world have been facing. And why they they didn't almost slip. They have slipped. You are taking your inheritance. And you about to sell it. Notice what else he said. They got more than a heart can wish. Verse 8 says what?
1: They are corrupt. And speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily.
0: See, we're just not talking about just basic rich people here. We're talking about those who have dominion as well. They speak wickedly concerning oppression. They don't care about it. And they speak loftily, right? That's verse eight. Skip down to
1: verse 12. Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. You
0: almost slip because of the ungodly who increase in the world because of their wealth. Isn't that interesting? Verse 16. Boy, when I thought to know this.
1: Verse 16. When I thought to know this. Oh my goodness. It was too painful for me. Yes, sir. Until I went into the sanctuary of God.
0: Until he did what? Until he heard what? That word. The word. Of God. The word. That life, that word. We heard about that life in that word. Go ahead.
1: Then understood I therein.
0: Then I understood. Continue.
1: Surely thou didst set them in slippery places. Yes, sir. Thou castest them down into destruction. Uh Uh-huh. How are they brought into desolation as in a moment? Go ahead. They are utterly consumed with terror. Yes, sir. Notice this very carefully. Verse 20. As a dream when one awaketh. So, O Lord, when thou awakest, When
0: you arise to judge the earth.
1: Thou shalt despise their image. What image are they in? Mm.
0: The rich. Those who plunder the world. Are they in the image of God? No. They have sold their birthright. You know, they're actually going to lose right to the dominion and to be joint heirs. They lost it. God going to despise their image. He despised their life. They gave their life to materialism. They gave their life to riches. They did not do what the Messiah did to realize the God of Israel is to, you know what, do what? Justice. They didn't do it. Now, that was verse
1: 20?
0: Yes. Let's finish it off. Verses 21 and 22. That'll be it.
1: Thus my heart was green. And I was pricked in my reign. And
0: even I was pricked when I thought about it. And what was he before? Anyone who think this way to be like the rulers and the oppressors of the world, what are we before God? Verse 22.
1: So foolish was I and ignorant. And ignorant. I was as a beast before
0: thee. I was as a beast. And they're not made in the image of God. And they're not made in the image of God. I like a beast before you. And what did he have? what was going to redeem him? The word. Isn't that how he revealed himself? Yep. The word and the word brought forth a life. And this is the God of Israel. And this is how he's realized. Can't make no images of that. So I thank you for your time. We can stand and face the because Because I done had y'all here for a long time. There is, uh, all right. oh, uh, that was just about as long as the Avengers. As long as what you say. That was about as long as movie. Yeah, yeah, okay. After. Yo, yo, peace and blessings, Shalom, family. It's your boys at Akbon Israel, aka the God Hop MC. Hashtag just a vessel, nobody special. Representing that H O G M O B Ministries and the Rebel Against the World movement. I'll be talking about the Word of God, of course, edifying the church and encouraging those who don't know the Lord prayerfully. Um. Man, and just dealing, man, with sociopolitical issues of the day. Um, Also talking about the Christian rap genre and the importance of it in this modern age. And, you know, just being an African-American male in this modern world, man, who believes and loves God and uh is just trying to learn how to do the right thing. Let's explore together. See where this leads. Yeah!